we hit with Francis one time back in uh, Boca, and we kind of see different players, and they're always making wise cracks at each other about <laughs> hitting. And you know, I think it's good for both of them because uh, you know when you're warming up for like 30 minutes or getting a hit. You know, Francis is so uh, happy and just kind of happy-go-lucky, and it kind of helps let Jess know that you got to have, you know, you can't, you don't have to always be so serious, but then at the same time, Jess makes him be more serious so it's kind of a they bounce off of each other yeah, yeah I read that uh, she said she helps him sort of focus focus on exactly yeah for sure is that uh, does that help you when she's hitting with someone who obviously hits the ball a little bit harder than the players that Jess is playing against maybe not harder but definitely with more rotation does that help her game when she comes to the matches I think so because her intensity as far as being quicker with her turns quicker with her footwork you know um not more focused but you know kind of the intensity of more focused Mm -hmm. at you know trying to shorten everything and um hitting a clean ball every time and you know it's always good because they want to you know I'm not going to lose a point to to the guys and you know vice versa so it's fun. Do you find with all your playing and coaching experience that you're still learning about the game? I think you never stop learning um I think you see stuff every day, uh, you learn stuff every day, you try to, you know, see somebody that hits a shot or maybe, maybe you need to add to your, you know, your game. Um, I don't think you can ever stop learning. So it's, it's good to watch a lot of matches and talk about a lot of matches with strategy and, and I, that's how players get better. Do you pick out anybody in particular that you sort of want to pick their brains and uh, you know maybe ask what they're doing is that something that all the coaches are working on yeah I think just strategy I mean a a lot of the guys matches we watch it's you know huge serves but you know once they get into the rallies the strategy is so important and it's not so many winners involved it's more you know like a chess match or a boxing match and you got to wait to take your opportunity to kind of knock them out and go for the big shot um women's tennis is getting more and more um like that the strategy but you do see players going for maybe some uh, lower percentage shots and that's where i think the unforced errors come in so you know that's something we're always working on shot selection um when you're in the offensive or defensive or the kind of a neutralizing ball to get you back into the point it's always good to work on Do you use data analysis then and look at uh, particularly the way the opponent is playing and what patterns they're using? Yeah, for sure. I mean, depends on who she plays. Well, you know, I'll get uh, data and look at patterns and their favorite server, their favorite shot, cross court down the line, what they're using more of on uh, pressure situations also, serve percentage, second serve, how fast is it, is it a slice, is it a kick, um, how much they come in, and, and so all of it, yeah. And how receptive is Jess to all that information, or do you try and keep the information sort of very short and sweet, or is she the kind of person that wants lots of information and then she makes the decision about what she takes? I only pick like two or three things out of a lot of the uh, data. I think it it is a lot to take in. Um, and certain players have a few things here and there. I don't think you can, like, go over everything. So I kind of point out things that I think are important, and we'll talk about it, and 
you know, she's she's a, definitely a student of the game, so she watches matches a lot too, and she sees things, and then we'll talk about it and agree or disagree, and you know, kind of like, okay, well, you got to feel it out when you, once you get out there and go from there. If you have to change, you have to change. Um, I presume the game in your eyes has changed an awful lot since you started working with Venus, and then now working with Jesse Pagula. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, she had a big serve, a big game, loved uh, coming forward, hitting the ball hard. Um, Nowadays, I think it's more, um, well, the depth of tennis has gotten a lot stronger and a lot better. Um, And the girls are stronger physically. So it's it's tough to go out there and uh, you really have to, a little more strategy involved, I think, and you just have to go toe-to-toe with some of them until, you know, maybe you you find something and, and it cracks and you get more enforced errors, yeah. It's always fascinating just looking at major champions or champions at any level, really, why they're that much better than the rest. Is that something you've now worked out, working with two really, really good players? It's tough because now, you know, on any given day, if you don't come, you know, 100% or something's bothering you, it's going to be a rough day, especially, you know, it used to be from the quarters on, and now it's, you know, from the first First or second round. (laughs) And if you're not ready to play, you know, the person that's ranked 30, 40, 50, even 75 can beat you on that day. So you really got to come, you know, you might not be playing your best tennis, and I think that's, that's what separates probably the top 20 from somebody ranked 100 on their when they're not playing their best tennis you know they find a way to win and I do believe that you know 75% of the time you go out there you're not playing your best tennis and one out of every four you're it's like you're in the zone and it's the other three times you just have to figure out a way to win I remember Andy Murray saying that in all his uh, time playing tennis that he remembers five perfect matches where he just played beautifully. And that just seems unbelievable to the rest of us. So let's just say Jess isn't feeling that great. You can tell she's a bit on edge. How do you settle her down? And do you have that sense when she's not feeling great? Well, I think you can sense from maybe you can body language or maybe being negative or, you know, letting things bother you. Um, you know, eat little stuff that bothers you. But um, I think you just got to try to stay motivated for your player, you know, um, go point by point, and it can switch really quick. You know, you can be playing bad for 20 minutes and then something, you know, if you hang in there long enough, maybe the other player, it switches with them. They're not playing that great, and then you're playing great. And that's the whole competitive part of it when you're out there. You just got to keep fighting, and you just never know when when it's going to switch, and you got to keep your focus. Probably helps that you've got a, quite a cool demeanor because some coaches you see up there, they're sort of very uh, in their player's face. They're um, pumping their fists, but you just keep an even keel. Is that important for your players? I think it is. I mean, everybody's different. You know, I think Jess is like that also. So it doesn't really make much sense for me to like, you know, be in her face all the time. She needs her, you know, kind of, you know, be positive and motivate and let her do her thing. And she knows what she's out there to do. You know, there's other people that look up at their box after every point. There's some people that want their box standing after every single shot. 
<laughs> which for me it's a little too much you're focusing more on what's going on in the crowd or the box and and not what's going on in front of you um and what you have to do but you know everybody's different and i think that's the role of a coach is to know your player what they need um and and do whatever it takes to get the best out of them. But if Jess asked you, and I know she wouldn't, but if she did ask you to stand up after every point, you would say, I'm not going to do that, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't understand the coach wanting to do that. Uh, well, first, like I don't think she would. Yeah, yes, agree. So I'm not going to really answer that because mm. I know that I don't think she would. Yeah. Tell, that's, she's not the person that um, <laughs> is going to tell somebody to stand up after every point. Um <laughs> You know, it's different if you're telling somebody or like, hey, help me get motivated. You know, come on, let's, you know, have a little more um, uh, positive energy in the box. I understand that, you know, and then you try to get them going. But, you know, instead of just sitting there and no one doing anything in the box, that's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your playing career, um, now you've been a coach. I'm sure you've taken a lot of information that you probably wished you had as a player. What would those items be, do you think? Well, man, well, you never <laughs> stop learning. So I guess when you stop playing, sometimes you um, uh, you realize that you should, probably should have worked on a few more shots maybe you know more of a slice back or more volleys come in more um you know you kind of see that after but that's as the game is evolving and you're watching and over the years of different players start to add those things into their game and that's when you go well why didn't i add those <laughs> things into my game but you know it's just um errors and timing and how people are playing but I mean you got to work on every shot in tennis I mean you know people used to ask me what was your you know your shot and of course big serve big forehand okay well yeah that gets you far you got to have at least one weapon I believe in in tennis to be really successful but um you know you got to work on your defense you got to work on a slice you got to work on um the net game um transition game which you see a lot of players even in the pros that don't have a transition game or don't like to come in and cut that volley off on men and women and you're like man if they had that shot they'd be so much better but easier said than done you know well, looking back when you started working with Jess how much has her game moved on and evolved well I mean I think she hit the ball incredible um, already w when we started working together um, you know I think her confidence and her belief uh, wasn't really there I think that's a big part of getting her to on the way to where she is now is believing that she can beat every player out there believing in herself and believing that she belongs on the tour and not just on the tour but as a top player um, and then you know then just working on everything we talked about the she had all the shots it's just a matter of working on them more and more to make them better and the defense and you know the volleys at the net which you know we're constantly working on you know like when I grew up as a kid you know, my dad, did you hit a bucket of serves today? You know, it only takes 15 minutes. It's one of those things. And it's it's the boring things, I think, that make you better. You can sit there and hit million forehands and backhands, but it's the simple things, maybe working on your toss, on your serve, working on your leg bend, um, working on easy volleys because, you know, like 
sometimes matches come down to that one volley. Like, man, if I would have made that one volley, I would have won the set instead of losing the set. So you've worked with two of the best WTA players. Would you ever consider working with an ATP player, or have you? You probably have. I mean, I know a lot of the guys, and that was... Um, that was out there. I mean, yeah, after Venus, I would have been willing to work with a, um, a guy or, or a woman. Um, really didn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just love being a coach, working with people, trying to get the best out of them. I know you have uh, four kids of your own and four stepkids. Do you see yourself uh, out on tour for the next 10 years or so? <laughs> 10 years? I, I don't know if I can look that far, that far in advance, but, um, you know, I guess the last three years has been tough with the whole COVID and mm. pandemic. And um, I guess we got out of that, but it just seems like it's uh, the tour, the seasons get longer and longer. And we started this year earlier with the United Cup. Um, Jess and I left on the 24th. So oh. we were flying in the air for Christmas and landed the 26th. So that was kind of, it's always tough being away from your family on holidays and Christmas, but we did Christmas early. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Get the presents out. As long as the presents are out, you yeah, can Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> it was good. Um, and then, you know, the season, you know, now it's kind of like you know exactly what you're playing all the time. And uh, you just go from there and try to, when you're home, enjoy the time you have. And, yeah. Do you try and make adjustments as the season goes on? Because you obviously have an idea of the plan, but you can't absolutely stick to that, depending on injury and whether Jess needs an extended break. Yeah, I think it depends on the most important is how she's feeling and how her body's feeling uh, mentally and physically, because there's no reason to play if well, first you're physically hurt. But mentally, if you're just not in that zone and you're not um, uh, being positive, it's, it's really rough to go out there and play especially at this level. So the schedule just, it's out there. We pretty much know what we're playing, but then you can kind of take a fork in the road sometime if you need another week off or, you know, you just, you do it, listen to your body. And I think that helps with all your experiences, sometimes um, not playing tournaments because the players are often, oh, I want to play, I want to play. But as a coach with your experience, you can tell, well, I think we need to take a break this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we talk about it like, you know, if, if she's exhausted or, you know, maybe you do really good in a tournament and you've had enough matches and maybe you want to, you know, not necessarily you need to play that next week, then I think it's best, the smartest thing is to, you know, talk it over and then decide and then go from there. So you're, you always have to refresh your batteries and be ready to play and peak at the right times throughout the year. David Witt, it's been wonderful to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it.